cleaning up low earth orbit. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Chris Blackerby, Group Chief Operating Officer at Astroscale. Welcome, Chris. Hey, Tanya. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. <laughs> so what is Astroscale's mission? So Astroscale's mission is the safe and sustainable development of space for the benefit of future generations. That's what we say. The, the focus here is making sure that we, our current in, uh, society, and future generations can benefit from everything that we're currently getting from the orbital environment. And there's a lot of benefit we get, and we need to make sure that we maintain that for the future. So many of the recent space headlines refer to NASA's Mars Perseverance Lander, but I wanted to make room for Astroscale too. Tell us about the milestone you reached on March 22nd of this year. Yeah, so um, Mars is a little farther away. We understand that's the big news. I understand how that could take a lot of the uh, newsprint away uh, from us. But we actually launched a really big mission uh, on March 22nd uh, called LCD. And it stands for End of Life Services by Astroscale Demonstration. So as I mentioned, we're trying to focus on making sure that space stays clean and sustainable. And so this first mission is a demonstration of the capability of bringing down a piece of debris. Right now, when something's launched into orbit, uh, a lot of it stays up there. There's a bunch of things up there from old rocket bodies to, to defunct satellites to things that are really small, tiny pieces of flecks of paint all the way up to big rockets. We wanna develop a way to bring that stuff down, bring it out of the way so that we can continue to utilize uh, the, our orbits. And so this first mission, which you see behind me is a, uh, a picture of what it would look like. Um, this mission is going to test the technical capabilities for actually grabbing something and getting it out of the way. What's the theory of operation behind LCD? In general terms, how does it work to clean space? So uh, LCD, I'll start by saying it is strictly a technology demo. So at the end of LCD's mission, we will not have reduced the uh, population of debris in space. So start with that caveat. But what we are doing is we are proving out the technologies that will be capable to do so in the future. So you can see behind me that there's really two satellites to LCD and they're gonna launch, they have launched together, stacked together. And so they've launched up to, to low earth orbit. They're at about 550 kilometers orbit right now. Um, and right now they're connected. So. I don't know if you can see this, this is a little model, but this is, they're connected like this right now. So this is a, a model of LCD that we have and you see that they're connected here. Um, and that's how they got launched connected. When, they, when we decide to do our demonstrations, they're going to separate and then we're gonna connect again. So what we're proving is on the larger of these two satellites, what we're calling the servicer, that's gonna have the capabilities to move in and dock to that smaller piece, which is our representation of what a piece of debris might be. Now, the smaller piece has a, a ferromagnetic plate on it. And so that plate is what we're gonna use to dock. So once we separate, we're gonna find it using cameras that are on board that servicer, slide in and connect to that magnetic plate. And we're gonna do this demonstration three different times. The first time we're just gonna pull away slightly and then move in and grab it. The second time we're gonna make that small piece of, the small satellite, our piece of debris tumble. So it'll simulate a out of control piece of debris and our larger satellite, our servicer will match 
the tumbling rate and find that docking plate and slide in and capture it again. The third time, we're going to go farther away. We're going to lose the satellite so that we can show that we can find this debris, approach it, and capture it. All of these capabilities from a technical side are what customers are looking for to make sure they can bring down their debris. So as you said, you're still in proof of concept right now. Right. Assuming all goes well with the current mission, what are next steps for space debris removal? So once we prove out the technology, we're already talking to potential customers. And we see customers in a couple of different areas. One is government. And so right now, most of the debris that's up there was really launched by governments. It's, uh, it's uh, Space has been dominated by large corporations and governments since, since it started back in 1957 with, with Sputnik. Um, so governments have an interest and a responsibility, frankly, to clean up the stuff that they've put up there. So a lot of these old rocket bodies, a lot of these uh, satellites were put up by governments. Governments are interested in taking the steps to bring them down. So as for our next steps, one of our things we're working on is a mission with the Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, Japan's NASA. And what they want us to do, they're contracting us to do, is to go up to one of their upper stage rocket bodies and characterize it, take a look at it, take pictures of it, move around it, see what, see the rotation rate, see what's around it, see how easy it is to approach. And that's phase one of what they expect will be a two phase mission. The second part of which is going to be to bring down that upper stage. So actually start removing these big pieces. Japan is taking the steps to do so. So phase one is already going to happen. We're going to be doing that mission uh, in a couple of years. Phase two hasn't been finalized yet, but we expect that to be coming at some point. So Japan is taking the steps. The European Space Agency also has a mission to take steps to do it. So we see governments that are starting to focus on doing this, and we're involved in that. We're also involved on the commercial side. So uh, your viewers are probably aware of the proliferation of satellites in low Earth orbit over the last few years. SpaceX, Starlink, uh, OneWeb. There's a lot of other companies, one called Telesat. There's one there's one and there's several in, in Texas that are launching a bunch of satellites and they have an interest in making sure the orbits remain sustainable as well. So we're talking to them to prepare their satellites before they launch so that they can more easily be captured and removed once their life is over of the satellite. So we're working with that too. How much autonomy is involved with the debris removal spacecraft? Uh, autonomy, you mean of the spacecraft itself being able to bring its own self down? So all of these companies, there's more of an understanding of responsibility. And that's really the first step when we're talking about sustainability, Tanya, is making sure that there's a recognition that the problem exists. And once you get to the recognition of the problem, then you say, okay, how do we solve that problem? So the recognition of the problem is happening. Uh, the fact that I'm on here talking to you, the fact that AstroScale has been around for eight years shows that people are starting to recognize the problem. And what the next step is, is that companies are taking the steps to bring down their debris. So they, uh, they either uh, maintain extra, extra fuel so that when their missions are done, they can use that excess fuel to bring their satellites down into orbit and burn up. So there, is, there are steps being taken by companies who are launching satellites to bring their satellites back down. But the fact is satellites will fail in orbit. And if satellites fail in orbit, and there's a percentage that will, 
they won't be able to control them to bring them down and a third party service will be necessary. So we see ourselves as kind of like the AAA of space. So we're going to go up there. And if your car breaks down on the highway, if your satellite breaks down on the orbital highway, we'll go up there and we'll clean it up for you. And we're not only doing cleanup, our company actually is focused on satellite servicing as well. So uh, if you want to fix your satellite in space, we have a part of our company that's going to be focused on repair, uh, maintenance of a satellite in space as well. So we have a variety of different uh, business lines there. So to go back to your question, uh, companies are taking those steps to be autonomous and remove it by themselves, but we can't fully rely on that. We have to have additional plans if we're going to really develop this orbital ecosystem. You mentioned governments, but one important point to make is that Astroscale is a private sector company, correct? I mean, t tell us a little bit about its evolution since funding. Yeah, and, and that's actually a really key point. Uh, we're a startup. We're a privately funded, venture-backed startup. We're not, uh, we're not a government uh, arm of any sort. And so that does make it tough because... The orbital environment right now, there is no overarching authority to regulate it. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, the UN has some interest in that when you're looking at kind of a supranational um, uh, organization, but they don't have direct authority to tell people you have to do it. There's no uh, orbital cop that's up there and saying, hey, pull over, you got to bring that debris down. So it makes it tough. It makes it really hard. So we at Astroscale, are trying to solve really three big problems. One is the technology, which I started explaining that we're, that we're developing with LCD. The second is the policy, which you're referring to now. How do we get uh, political leaders to both commit some funding to study the R&D to make this happen, and also to institute best practices and regulations that allow for this to be a more sustainable type of operation? And then the third is the business case. Uh, how do we get people to pay for it, whether it's commercial or government? So this is like a, a three-part uh, you know, Venn diagram problem where everything is connected to each other. And so the question of how we've progressed, when we started and the, the CEO founded the company, everybody said, there's no way this will work. Those three problems are way too tough. There's not a solution for any of them. You know, good luck. That was eight years and almost 200 employees ago. So we now are uh, the, the recognition that I talked about is happening and we're steadily solving those problems. So with LCD, we're hoping to address the technology. We've got a, a lot of us are involved in uh, government groups, uh, in international industry bodies that are looking at, okay, how do we solve this from a policy and regulatory perspective? And then, as I mentioned, we're talking to companies and governments that would be customers. So we're steadily solving all of these problems, but it takes time. Uh, it takes money and, and it takes a lot of uh, a lot of hours trying to trying to figure it out. Where can we go to check LCD's progress? So we have a, a very active social uh, media presence. Uh, so Astroscale, uh, Facebook, Twitter uh, out there. Um, myself, I'm on LinkedIn and then Astroscale's homepage, of course, we're going to provide updates. We have a monthly newsletter uh, that we that we put out. And so you can sign up for the newsletter at our website. And uh, at the end of every month, we give an update as to everything that's going on. And I'm sure we'll put this appearance on there as well in the newsletter. So we can have the Tanya Hall show there. There you go. Chris Blackerby, Group Chief Operating Officer, 
at Astroscale. If somebody wants to connect with you personally, Chris, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best place. Uh, I'm on Twitter, but not as active as I probably should be. So LinkedIn is probably a good place to go. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Thanks so much, Tanya. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here or on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or at TanyaHall.net. Thanks for watching.